ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهدي الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له ونشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد ان سيدنا وسندنا وحبيبنا وشفيعنا ومولانا محمد عبده ورسوله ارسله الله بالهدى ودين الحق ليظهره على الدين كله ولو كره الكافرون ولو كره المشركون ولو كره المنافقون اما بعد فقد قال الله عز وجل في كتابه الكريم يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون وقال عز وجل في كتابه الكريم لقد جاءكم رسول من انفسكم عزيز عليه ما عنتم حريص حريص عليكم بالمؤمنين رؤوف رحيم فان تولوا فقل حسبي الله لا اله الا هو عليه توكلت وهو رب العرش العظيم وصدق الله العظيم all praises to allah and may his peace and blessings be upon his servant and messenger, our master Sayyidina Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. May the peace and blessings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala be upon him and upon his noble companions and upon his Mubarak and blessed family and progeny and upon all of those who follow all their way until the day of judgment. Narwi bi isnad al-muttasilin an Sayyidina Abdullah ibn Amrin radiyallahu ta'ala anhuma قال قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم يخرج الدجال فيمكث أربعين يوما فيبعث الله عيسى بن مريم كأنه عروة بن مسعود رضي الله عنه فيطلبه فيهلكه فيهلكه ثم يمكث في الناس سبع سنين ليس بين اثنين عداوة ثم يرسل الله ريحا باردة من قبل الشام فلا يبقى على وجه الأرض أحد من قبله مثقال ذرة في قلبه مثقال ذرة من خير أو إيمان إلا قبضته حتى أن أحدكم دخل في كبد جبل لدخلته عليه حتى تقبضه قال فيبقى شرار الناس في خفة الطير وأحلام السباع لا يعرفون معروفا ولا ينكرون منكرا فيتمثل لهم الشيطان فيقول ألا تستجيبون فيقولون كما فما تامرون فيمرهم بعبادة الأوثان وهم في ذلك دار رزقهم وحسن عيشهم ثم ينفخ في السور فلا يسمعه أحد إلا أصغى ليتا ورفع ليتا قال فأول من يسمعه رجل يلوط حوض إبله فيصعق ويصعق الناس ثم يرسل الله مطرا كأنه طل أو الطل فينبت منه أجساد الناس ثم ينفف فيه أخرى فإذا هو قيام ينظرون ثم يقال يا أيها الناس هلم إلى ربكم وقفوهم إنهم مسؤولون فيقال أخرجوا بعث النار فيقال من كم كم فيقال من كل ألف تسعمائة تسعمائة وتسعة وتسعين قال فذلك يوم يجعل الولدان الشيبة وذلك يوم يكشف عن الساق رواه مسلم الحديث الصحيح مسلم من وجه الرسول صلى الله عليه وسلم describes the final 
phase of existence in this world. It's narrated by Sayyidina Abdullah bin Amr, may Allah Ta'ala be pleased with him and his father, who said that the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said that the Dajjal will come out and be amongst the people for 40. Uh, Sayyidina Abdullah bin Amr himself says uh, as a comment of truthfulness, and this is far from the sign of the hadith being uh, weak or the memory of the, uh, of the one giving the hadith being weak, but it's a sign of their honesty that they were people who did not lie and didn't make things up. He said, I don't know if he meant by 40, 40 days, 40 months, or 40 years, but the meaning of the 40 we covered in a hadith and a khutbah previous, inshallah, and it's uh, posted on the uh, Facebook page of the masjid, so you can review that. Uh, then he said that the Messenger of Allah وسلم, said that Sayyidina Isa ibn Maryam will be sent by Allah Ta'ala and in appearance he will look like Arwat ibn Mas'ud Thaqafi radiallahu anhu. Sayyidina Isa salam, will seek out the Dajjal and he will kill him, he will destroy him. And then he will stay uh, amongst the people in the earth for seven years. There will be such a seven years that there will not be enmity between any two people. Then Allah Ta'ala will send down a cool wind uh, from the direction of the north. And no one will be left that is touched by that wind uh, that has any amount of faith inside of their heart, uh, even a mustard seed worth of faith inside of their heart or goodness inside of their heart, except for that wind will take their soul. This is something that our uh, uh, Christian friends and neighbors refer to as the rapture, that the ahwal and afat the terror of the actual last day will not be witnessed by any of the believers. Rather, as a mercy, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will take them gently before uh, those final moments uh, precipitate. It will be such a wind that if one of you were to enter into the, uh, the, 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 the a cave in the middle of a mountain, in the heart of a mountain, that wind would follow you into it uh, and it would uh, keep following you until it took your, uh, took your soul. Then thereafter, no one will be left in this world except for the most evil of people. And the expression here is, is very uh, uh, graphic and very descriptive. The Messenger of Allah That those are such people that they have inside of their personality the lightness of birds. Any slight agitation, any slight difficulty that they have to go through, anything that they have to have, any slight amount of patience or bravery or steadfastness with regards to it, bam, they'll be gone. They will, they will cut and run. No weight, no gravity, no seriousness, no substance. And they have the sensibility inside of them, the hulum of a, uh, uh, or the, the constitution, the character inside of them of wild animals. Meaning what? Meaning if they see something that their nafs wants, that their ego wants, that their lower desires want, they pounce on it with their full attention, with their full concentration, with all of their faculty, mentally, physically, emotionally, they'll just pounce on it. They don't think about anything. Uh, they just uh, hit it with their full, uh, with their full power. That this is going to be the description of the people who are left. And it doesn't mean that th those people will only be there at that time. Those people are here amongst us, and they're actually quite great in number. 
and this quality is actually being cultivated in people. We actually are starting to value these qualities amongst people. If someone stands and sacrifices for the sake of Allah Ta'ala, we mock them as if they're an idiot. And if somebody uh, uh, runs away from their responsibility, we congratulate them as if they're intelligent people. Isn't it right? A person covets a job that they have to do no work in, a job that they have no responsibilities in, but they make a lot of money. People covet these things. This is a sign of disgustingness. These are what? This, these are the signs that those people are sharar, sharar al-qawm. Those people are the most evil of, of the qawm. We cultivate these qualities, but alhamdulillah, it's there, it's not everybody. Whoever wishes to take a reminder from the words of Nubu'ah, from the words of the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, let them reject these things in their heart and let them fight these things in their heart. And if other people wish to, make these qualities their qualities and their cardinal virtues. Let us not uh, 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 follow them and do the same. Those people are described by the Messenger of Allah وسلم, as those who neither consider good to be good nor do they consider evil to be evil or worthy of rebuke. Such people, shaitan will come to them in the form of a man. And such people, shaitan will come to them in the form of a man for the same reason that Allah Ta'ala sent his messengers as men. The commentators on this hadith mention that a message that is going to go to a human being is best conveyed through a human being. And that's why the most evil of uh, Iblis's uh, uh, servants in this world were humans. People like Abu Jahl, people like Fir'aun, etc. And he will call out to them, Allah will you not answer my call? And they will answer his call and say, what, what do you command us to? And the commentators, Mullah Ali Al-Qari, in the Mirqat al-Mafatih, uh, as well as Qadi Iyad and his Ikmal. They mention what? That this Allah Tastajibuna isn't shaitan coming like as if he's going to a Halloween party with a red cape and with red horns and red face and a pitchfork, red pitchfork with fire all around him saying, hey, and they're like, yeah, we're going to worship you. That's not, that's not how that works. What is it? Is that they will, because all of the good people will be gone. The people will be following their passions, their desires. The people will be following all of the evil that they wish to follow until they tire themselves out. Now after all, there's a reason Allah Ta'ala made haram things haram. The reason that we stay away from haram is because our Rabb is the Rabb. The Lord is the Lord and the slave is the slave. The slave, it's his duty to answer just like it's the duty of the Lord to command. However, this is something that the fuqaha have mentioned by the ijma'ah, by the consensus without difference of opinion that is heeded. That all of the laws of the sharia are there for the benefit of the creation. There's no law in the shara'a of Allah Ta'ala except for you benefit from it as well. The reason you have to follow it is because it's Allah's right that He be followed. But He doesn't command to anything that's not going to benefit you. So now that you have these people who are like animals, they're indulging themselves like animals. There are even more graphic descriptions in this hadith with regards to how indulgent, self-indulgent people will be at the end of time. They're going to tire themselves out. You can't have a society that runs on zina. You can have a society that runs on marriage. You can't have a society that runs on lies. You can have a society that runs on the truth. You can't have a society that runs on theft. You can have a society that runs on honest, making an honest living. They're going to completely tire themselves out. And when shaitan comes to them at that time and says, Allah tastajibun, will you not answer my call? 
he is going to come as a muslih. He is going to come as a person who is there to give a proposal to make things right again. And the people will know that what they're doing is harmful to them. And that's when they're going to ask him, you tell us what to do. How can we fix this mess that we put ourselves in? This is the same thing we as Muslims, this is, these are like this, this same thing we as Muslims, we deal with these things every day. In many ways, they're a microcosm of what the grand cheating and the grand taghabun, the grand uh, swindle that shaitan is going to run, the great scam that shaitan is going to run at the end of time. Which is what? A small sin opens the door for a bigger sin and a bigger sin. The person who tries uh, alcohol once will then uh, smoke weed. And then the person is smoking weed, they'll try cocaine. The person who tries cocaine, they'll keep doing it until they run out of money. And then they're going to steal from other people. Then they'll steal from their mother. Then they'll go to jail. Then they'll kill somebody in jail. They'll do etc. etc. Shaitan takes a person along a, a path, along a course. Just like the person who wishes to learn fiqh. We first teach them Akhdari, and then we teach them Ibn Ashir, then we teach them the Risala, then we teach them Khalil, then we go through the books of Fatwa, etc. There's an entire curriculum that you have to go through. So Shaitan is taking them along this curriculum. And so what does he say to them? He says, look, you people need deen inside of your lives. You people are like wild animals. You people need deen inside of your lives. And you've lost the path. You've disconnected yourself from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So these idols, if you worship them, it will get you closer to Allah Ta'ala and the people will say you're a genius. This is exactly what, what we need. This is going to solve our problems for us. Why? Because it brings some sort of structure and regimentation into their lives again. All of it is batil, all of it is angering Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala, none of it helps them. All of it cements and systematizes and institutionalizes kufr for them. That thing that was first about indulging their desires now becomes an inhiraf. It becomes a deviation of a higher order of abstraction. And at that time, what, what will happen is that they will They will have a great amount of risk. They will have a great amount of provision. They are not going to be poor because of this. And it's very interesting how there are people in the ummah that think somehow Islam is going to make them a lot of money or make them the most popular person in school or make them beautiful or young or happy or give them good health. How is it going to give any of those things when the Messenger of Allah وسلم, is the one who said Those people who received the most severe of tribulation and tests from Allah Ta'ala are the Prophets and then those who are most like them and then those who are most like them. No, my brothers and sisters, if you're in health or if you're in sickness, it's a choice of Allah. Good people get healthy and good people get sick. Bad people are healthy and bad people are sick. Wealth and poverty are a choice from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Good people are rich and good people are poor. Good people, uh, evil people are rich, evil people are poor. These are all ahwal, they're all conditions of the dunya. They mean very little. What's inside of your heart and what's happening inside of your heart, that's what means a lot. The person who is wealthy is the person who has purity and light and nur inside of their heart, regardless of they're rich or poor. Yom Qiyamah, one wealth is going to seem so important that it makes the other type of wealth seem almost as an insignificant side note. There's no, there's no causation between one or the other, much less. Uh, 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 there's, no cor there's very little correlation, much less causation. And so what happens is that these people, they, they will live and they will have 
a great quantity of wealth like many of us do. And they will live a beautiful life, meaning what Hassan and Aishahum is a great quality of, uh, of, of life as well, uh, according to this materialist standard. When this is established, the trumpet will be blown. This is mentioned in the Quran that the sur is a trumpet that will be blown and it will cause the life of all creation to end and then it will be blown again and it will cause them all to be resurrected. The Rasul says then the trumpet will be blown into and there is no one uh, who hears it except for This is a, 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 an expression of classical Arabic and the late is what? Safhatul Anuk, the side of the neck. So Asra means what? Amala. Right? It means male. That the person, their neck will bend. And Rafa Alaytan and then their neck will, will come up again. Meaning that people will, it will cause them to be in torment. You can imagine if a person is dizzy or a person is uh, uh, unable to control themselves. That this is, you know, they'll be writhing in some sort of uh, 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 involuntary state. And it's going to cause all of them die, all of them to die. The first person who hears the, the, the sound of the, the trumpet on that day will be a man who is fixing the, uh, 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 the enclosure of his, of his camels, of his livestock. Meaning what? There'll be normal people at that time just like they are today. He will die. And the people then afterward who hear uh, the trumpet will die. Then Allah Ta'ala will send down a rain, which will be like a, a light rain, Qattal. Qattal is, 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 is a light rain with very small raindrops, not with huge glob-like raindrops. And that tal, that rain will have a special effect that it will cause the bodies, the physical bodies of the dead to start to grow and develop again. In another hadith of the Prophet ﷺ, this rain is described as something similar in character to the, the semen of a man, that it will find, uh, and it's very interesting because now we know literally there are copies of the entire full, complete copies of the genome uh, from which you can clone a person. And Allah knows best, but this is somehow that that person will be, the body will be made again. And then the arwah, the souls will be made to find their bodies once more. Uh, and the, uh, once the bodies are prepared, then Allah Ta'ala will have the trumpet blown into uh, by the angel once more. And the people will uh, then uh, uh, be resurrected and they will be looking at one another. And it will be said to the people uh, on that day, come to your Lord. And then the Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam reads the, uh, the words of Surah Safat, uh, make, them, make them stop or stop them where they are because indeed, they are this day responsible. They will be asked. Uh, and then it will be declared, let the people who are the people of the hellfire be separated. The people will ask, how many uh, will that quantum be of those who are in the hellfire? And it will be said on that day from every 1,999 will be the people of the hellfire. And that is such a day that will make uh, a, a, a child turn uh, the hair of a child turned gray, uh, uh, and that's uh, that yoma yukshafu an That is the day that the shin will be shown. Now, this expression yukshafu an What does it mean? It is an expression that is uh, a, a, a very classical expression from Jahiliya, which has to do with a pregnant she camel, which were 
from the most valuable wealth of the Arabs. That when the pregnant she camel, when the camel in late term uh, dies in the womb, uh, they had to pull the camel out so that it doesn't, you know, the state doesn't kill the camel. And so the first thing they would stick the hand into the into the opening and then pull. The first thing that would come out from the camel is the sat, the, the shin, the bottom part of, of the leg. And so it became a mithal, it became a metaphor for uh, a, a, a tribulation. Because in such a state, both the, the baby is already dead and the mother may also die. Uh, and it became a metaphor for a state of tribulation. This is what was mentioned by the uh, Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And there is more discussion with regards to this idea that out of 1,999 people will go into the hellfire. This is something that the ulama mentioned is something that's very grave and something that should be taken very seriously. And there is itself a long subsidiary discussion with regards to it. But because we don't have time, we won't mention it right now except for despite all the discussion that happens there, the summary of the discussion that is relevant to you and me is that the Messenger of Allah says it's not going to be a small thing, it's going to be a big deal. It's something that the day people see it, it would be enough to make the hair of a child turn gray. May Allah Ta'ala protect us on that day. The last thing I wanted to mention is just a very short, uh, uh, two, two, uh, uh, very short hadith of the Messenger of Allah Both of them also from Sahih Muslim. عن عبد الله بن مسعود رضي الله تعالى عنه قال قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم لا تقوم الساعة إلا على الشرار الخلق. This is something that is a recapitulation of something you mentioned before that the last moments will not come over uh, a people except for they will be the most evil uh, of God's creation. وعن أنس بن مالك رضي الله عنه قال لا تقوم الساعة حتى لا يقال في الأرض الله الله وفي رواية uh, who, who are the people that the last day is going to be established over? The most evil of God's creation. And who are those people described in a different hadith narrated by a different narrator? They are the people who don't say Allah, Allah. They're the people who don't take the name of Allah Ta'ala. And the ulama mentioned that this expression Allah, Allah, it can mean a number of different things or it can be taken literally. However, all of the things it means, all of them revolve around the dhikr of Allah Ta'ala. Don't be from those who have abandoned Allah's dhikr and her remembrance. Don't be from those people that pass hours and days in heedlessness. If you want to be a Muslim and you want to be one of those people who say Allah Allah so that you won't be called from the most evil of God's creation, take time and actually say it. Whether it be through your fasts, whether it be through your prayers, whether it be through your recitation of the Qur'an, whether it be through your teaching, whether it be through your learning, take time to show your slavehood to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala rather than just saying, Allah knows what's in my heart, I'm a good person. Allah ta'ala give all of us so much tawfiq. Wa sallallahu tabarak wa ta'ala wa sallam ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in. Wa qulu qawli hadha wa astaghfirullah li wa lakum al-sa'ir al-muslimina fa astaghfiruhu innahu huwa al-ghafoor al-raheem.